Hey, Howard Jacobson here. Welcome to today's Plant Yourself podcast. A quick reminder, this podcast is free for everyone and supported by patrons. So if you would like to find out about becoming a patron of the show and helping us out, helping defray the cost, helping to spread the message, you can do so at plantyourself.com slash gift. Thanks so much and enjoy today's episode. Hey, welcome to today's Friday Fertilizer from Plant Yourself. I'm your host, Howard Jacobson. And today I want to talk about how to accelerate your progress by stepping on the gas. So when you first decide to lose weight, get fit, eat better, journal in the morning, meditate, stop getting so angry, whatever it is, you tend to be very motivated at the beginning. And then what happens? Well, tomorrow you'll hopefully still be motivated. Right. Fingers crossed. And the day after tomorrow, hopefully your motivation will still be with you. And the day after that and with any luck, you'll be motivated to um, eat salad, walk around the block, avoid potato chips, sit and meditate for 10 minutes, do five pushups after you brush your teeth. Insert your change here from now until the end of time. But what if and I hesitate to even raise the possibility you wake up one morning with a bad case of Degas, you know, degas, as in D-G-A-S, as in don't give a shit. If you've ever experienced degas, you'll recognize the symptoms. The goal that was so exciting now seems either lackluster or unattainable. You resent the imposition on your life that doing this habit will bring. You know that this is the end of your dream to change. You hear the voice of your inner bully taunting you. I guess this is going to end like all the other times with you giving up, you loser. And curiously, you're not even upset that you don't care anymore. Whatever. Degas kicked my ass. I used to get defeated by degas days a lot. Here's a short list of the habits I bailed on once I hit a degas speed bump. Journaling, meditating, running, conscious breathing, push-ups, sit-ups, squats, bear crawls, avoiding sugar, Wim Hof breathing exercises, downward dog, downward dog against the wall, visualizing, writing a thank you letter every day, spending five minutes planning my day, starting each day with 10 minutes of getting things done, blogging daily, thinking of three things to be grateful for, posting a daily video. Please excuse me while I pause here for a moment to allow the waves of shame and regret to wash over my soul and casually kick me in the solar plexus on their way out. Sometimes degas snuck in under the radar, like I'd wake up one morning and suddenly realize that I hadn't taken a conscious breath in two years, or that once upon a time I'd given up sugar, but somewhere along the line it had found its way back into my diet on a far too regular basis. Whether I noticed it in the moment or not, degas always seemed like the final word, like, Checkmate, bitch. Tuck your tail and go back to your mediocre life. How to bounce back from degas. What I didn't realize when I abandoned all those good habits due to a degas day was that I could have gotten right back on track the following day. As Billy Joel sang, Everyone goes south every now and then. That seemed so damn profound to my 12-year-old mind when I first heard The Stranger in 1977. It's the whole falling off the wagon fallacy. Once I missed a single day, a single workout, a single opportunity when the wagon was trundling off over the hill and below the horizon and I was sitting on my ass in the dust, 
nursing a bloody knee, totally unable to catch up. The most profound realization that helped me sustain new habits was that there's no effing wagon. Nothing has gone anywhere. I may be sitting on my ass, dirty and bruised, at least in my egoic mind, but there's absolutely no reason I can't dust myself off, get up, and continue on the path. As Josh Lajani explained to me, you are the wagon. Once I understood that a single loss did not constitute a losing season, I became far more resilient. I stopped interpreting glitches, breaks in the chain, as showstoppers. To be sure, there was a loud and excited voice inside me that was eager to interpret individual mess-ups as a global and permanent failure. Glenn Livingston of Never Binge Again taught me how to attribute that voice to a psychopathic force within me that desperately wanted me to fail so it could enjoy the momentary pleasures of not doing the positive behavior. So armed with these new insights, I began having winning seasons, even when I couldn't go undefeated. But there was one more insight, possibly the most powerful, that I needed to discover before really taking charge of my habits. The Function of Degas the book Organize Tomorrow Today teaches a three-stage model of habit development. Stage one is honeymoon. That's when you're all excited and motivated and you get it done no matter what. It's great, except for one thing. It doesn't last. It's exquisitely fragile to degas. Stage three is second nature. That's when you do the thing relentlessly, automatically, no matter what. The behavior is part of your identity, your routine. It's embedded into your environment. It's your default, and it would now take a lot of energy to change. The million-dollar question is, how do we get from honeymoon to second nature? The answer, the authors tell us, is by going through stage two, fight-through. Fight-throughs occur when we do the behavior even when it's hard, when it's inconvenient, when it would be much easier not to do it, when we don't feel like it, when we wait for it, degas. It turns out that not only is degas not a deal breaker, but it's actually necessary for true habit change. The gift of degas. Not only necessary, but actually an accelerator. That morning you wake up and totally don't want to go for a walk, and you do it anyway, you're making huge progress towards second nature. Repeating a habit builds automaticity and increases its grip on your life. Repeating a habit in the face of degas is like a daily double in jeopardy. Double down on the behavior when you just don't feel like it, and you're fuel injecting your habit and pointing it straight towards second nature. How to do when you degas. It's easy to say, just do it when you don't give a shit. But how do you actually operationalize that tactic? Step one. Plant that seed in advance. Right now, practice seeing degas days as a gift, not a problem. While you're still in the throes of your honeymoon, maybe that phrase is a bit too evocative, start looking forward to the day when you won't feel it, when you'll want to give up. Get excited about that moment. Step two, make sure that your desired habit is not just a wish, but a sacred vow, a promise you've made to yourself. Even if it's just a wall push-up or 30 seconds of conscious breathing, actually, there is no such thing as just in this paradigm, it's really a trial of your integrity. Whether you keep your word to yourself or to others, 
really matters a lot. Step three, start with an easy habit. Make sure the initial habit is easy enough to do without a Herculean effort. Keep it small or tiny or atomic or whatever lingo lights your menorah. It's easier not to make excuses when you have no excuses. The punchline. So there you have it. When you want to accelerate your progress, step on degas. See you next week. As always, be well, my friends. All right, time for thanks. Thanks to Will Ridenauer for allowing me to use his beautiful song, Sabali Don, The Dance of Peace. You can find more of Will's music at his website, willridenauer.com. And of course, thanks to all of you Plant Yourself podcast patrons. Kim Harrison, Lynn McClellan, Anthony Disson, Brittany Porter, Dominic Maurer, Barbara Whitney, Tammy Black, Amy Good, Amanda Hatherley, Mary Jane Wheeler, Ellen Kennelly, Mr. Cobb, Rachel Behrens, Christine Nielsen, Tina Sharp, Tina Ahern, Jennifer Flickenowski, David Bizek, The Mysterious, Michelle X, Elspeth Feldman, Leah Stoller, Alan Christensen, Colleen Peck, Michelle Landry, Josina, Sarah Durkis, Rhymes with Circus, Kelly Cameron, Wayne Pedersen, Janet Selby, Janet Selby, Janet Selby, hi Janet, Claire Adams, Tom Franzak, Jeanette Benham, Gil Lacerte, David Donahue, Blair Cyber, Dorona Vizov, Gio and Carl- Carolyn Argentati, Jody Friesen, Ruth Ann Funderburg, Misha Rosen, Michael Warbeck, the equally mysterious Tracy Z, Aviva Lael, Alicia Lemus, Rebecca Hughes, Val Lenneman, Rhymes with Cinnamon, Nick Harper, Martha Bergner, Susan Ahmad, Nolly Levine, the inscrutable Harry R., Susan Laverty, the Panda Vegan, Craig Kovic, Adam Sharp, Karen Burry, Heather Morgan, Kelly Machia, Dean Norton, Bonnie Lynch, Plant Happy Oregon, Sabina Kurtzels, Nigel Davies, Marion Blum, Teresa Cobble, Julian Rodkins, Breed O'Connell. Shannon Hirschman, Linda Ayat, Holm Hedegaard, Isa Tuzinwa, Connie Hainline, Aaron Greer, Alicia Davis, Heather O'Connor, Carolyn Jensen, Sherry Orlikoski of Plant Power for Health, Karen Smith, Scott Marani, Karen Joe Crabtree, Tanya Lewis, Kirby Burton, Teresa Carell, Kevin McCauley, Elizabeth Rothschild, Dan Jesse, Cheryl Dwyer, Jenny Hazleton, Valerie Peltier, Peter W. Evans, Colleen Harrison, Justin Divich, Ashra Summermeyer, Dennis Bird, Darby Kelly, Lori Fanny, Linnea Lundquist, Valerie Hummel, Emily Iaconelli, Levy Wallach, Rosamund McAtee, Dan Bacorny, Stephen Lehman, Patty DiMartino, Mike and Donna Karts, Dean Bishop, Bill Brielf, Gunter Schmidt, Marjorie Lewis, Kelly Molden, Trisha Adams, Ian Kramer, Nancy Sheldon, Lindsay Bayshore, Gunmarie Hagen, Tracy Gullich, Laura Heaton, Meg from Mama Says, Rochelle Kennedy, Diana Goldman, Stacey Stokes, Ben Savage, Michael Kay, Holly Butler, David Hughes, Connie Rogers, Claire England, Sally Robertson, Parham Ganshi, Amy Daly, Brian Tourville, Mark Jeffrey Johnson, Josie Dempsey, Karen Schmidt, Pamela Hayden, Emily Perryman, Olga Sidorowska, Allison Corbett, Richard Stone, Lauren Vaught of Edible Musings, Aaron Hasty, Sean Owen, Sagar Nayak, Erica Piedra, Danielle Roberts, and Michael Lushton for your generous support of the podcast that's it for now as always be well my friends